Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we are hearing from God's Word with this Sunday's sermon. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham, and we'd love to have you join us over there. So we're going to share our vision uh, with you today. And uh, just to let you know that I have a team of elders who work closely with me. So we have Poe or Adrian, his proper name is Adrian, also known as Poe. And we have Phil Jenkins. And we also have Edward Ramsden. And I just want to let you know that all three of these guys are of huge value to me. We meet up almost every week on Zoom. We have done right through the, uh, this uh, lockdown as well. We pray for the church. We pray for pastoral situations. We plan, we try to plan as best as we can in these, in these circumstances. It's a good job that we have a person to follow rather than just a plan to execute, isn't it? Because we need to follow the person very closely. We're trying to do that. We meet. I would say these guys are so, so helpful to me. I would say they've been a wonderful encouragement, steer, a really useful kind of foil for me to think through issues. Uh, and I've always go away from those meetings feeling helped and, uh, and, in, and strengthened in the vision that we, we have. So I want to thank these guys for their work. Edward is such a wise and prophetic guy, and we, he's going to be sharing with us in a minute as well. Um, now, we've just finished our preaching series in the book of Haggai. And one of the lines in Haggai is this. In Haggai 2, it says that the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Now, obviously, that verse is all about the big, big vision of how God's church is going to be glorious and so on. But within that, I think we can still apply the principle to us and we can believe that we're not going to go back just to the way things were before, but that we are going to go back to something better, all right, to Church 2.0. And so we want to build back better. And therefore, we want to share with you today four priorities that we feel we should have at this time as a church. This is not a traditional preach today, but we trust that you will be fed and encouraged and inspired and challenged through some of the things that we share with you, or indeed through all of the things we share with you right now. The first thing I just want to say is this. The vision hasn't changed. So we have this vision, which is 5 by 25. We have five goals that we want to achieve by 2025. The clock started in January for that vision of 5 by 25. We still are going for that vision. That has not changed. And it's important to make that absolutely clear. So our five goals, just to remind you very quickly, are first of all, to refresh Odium. Our Odium congregation, including our building and our congregation to see that growing and refreshed and invigorated. Our second goal is to build fleets. We have a wonderful group of people in Fleet. There's a fantastic town there, large town, which we could do so much more in. And our vision is for that congregation to grow and to become more and more 
impactful and effective within the community of fleet as well. Our third goal is to build teams, to have growing teams. One of the things that's really encouraging is that we've found that many of these things have actually already started to happen during the lockdown, but in different ways to the ways that we had expected. So we've already found teams growing. Our tech team has been trained up and growing. Our children's workers, it's amazing to see the gifts that are coming through. Teams have actually been growing even during this time, but we want to see more and more of that. Our staff team as well. Our fourth goal has been to launch congregations, and we'll say more about that, but who knows, maybe we're already, we've already started to do that in terms of an online congregation, but we want to see more across Hearts District. And then fifthly, we want to reach the nations. And again, rather weirdly and unexpectedly, we are touching people in other nations at this time through the opportunities that are currently before us. But those are our five goals. They remain the vision, five by 25. However, I said to the elders a few weeks ago, I asked them this question, what do you think God is saying to us right now as a church? That was the question, what are our priorities? And we worked together and we came up with four things that we think right now we should be focusing on, which will help us to fulfill our five by 25. And so I can summarize them as follows. And you can see the slide. Firstly, it is to stay close, staying close to God. Secondly, it is growing community, growing our community. The third, is to build capacity. And the fourth is to increase communication. And that communication is to the world and it's through words and deeds as well. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. So we're just gonna take you through these four priorities that we have. The first then is staying close, staying close to God. It's never been more important that we make that a priority, that we keep close to him. I'm going to ask now that we play a video which we've produced. Thank you very much to Edward who shared this prophetic word with us and I asked him if he could put it together so that it could be a blessing to you as well. So let's watch this together. Recently, God spoke to me a message of encouragement for us as a church from these verses in the book of Jeremiah. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. It certainly feels as though we've been through the fires once already this year and with a second wave upon us and lockdown being reimposed, it seems as though the heat is being turned up again. For many, this is also a time of drought, when the water of relationships, employment, or security has been cut off. But in this time of trial, God's promise to us is that if we put our trust in him, then we will discover that we have access to a continual supply of water that will provide everything that we need and wash away every trace of fear and anxiety. God is calling us as a church to extend our root systems. The fiercer the heat and the drought in the world around us, the deeper we need to grow the roots of prayer, Bible study and worship so that we can tap into the living water of his Holy Spirit. 
as we do these things, then each one of us, every leaf in our church, will not wither in the heat and drought, but continue to be green and flourishing. And as a church, we will continue to bear new fruit as we bring the message of the hope of the gospel to our community. Trust in the Lord and extend your root system. Thank you, Edward. Uh, just staying on the theme of that first point and staying close. We believe that there have been some really clear messages coming through our recent teaching about uh, our ability to grow, um, rebuild, and do the seemingly impossible when we stay close to God. Uh, we heard about Gideon a few, uh, a few weeks ago, and um, I reread uh, the passage in Judges this week where Gideon questioned God three times. Um, first of all, um, asking God uh, where he was when Gideon's world seemed to be falling apart. Um, and I, I, the language did make me smile because each of the statements starts with pardon me. And he says, pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And that can be us, can't it, at the moment, wondering why is everything that's happening in the world happening at the moment? Uh, then he was questioning when God called him, why would God call him? Uh, and again, he says, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I serve Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. And then finally, when God made, made it very clear that he was calling Gideon, uh, then Gideon's response was, um, well, give me a sign that it really is you talking to me. Um, and you may be uh, listening this morning, uh, you may be sitting there at home watching, uh, and you may feel that our Great Commission is, is for someone else, for someone more capable, and that all of the messages that you hear about advancing God's kingdom are for someone else. Uh, and let me say to you this morning, um, it is me, it is you, it is us. We are um, the church. And crucially, in in the whole of this passage, God's answer to Gideon was, I will be with you. We've heard in Haggai in, in recent weeks how God doesn't need us to do things for him, but he calls us. We need to be willing to serve, but in doing that, our hearts need to be right. It begins with the quality of our relationship with him, how close we stay to God, and whether we're acting just out of some sort of sense of duty or whether it is because we're in a loving relationship with our Father. I shared some thoughts on John 15 in one of our recent newsletters, and in that passage we read Jesus' commands to remain in him, um, with us as the branches and him as the vine. And verse 5 in John 15 says, If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's felt to me like a really clear message. We need to be staying close to him and holding on to his promises that when we stay close, we can expect to bear much fruit. I think being involved in church, as uh, we, we see church today, uh, can be more costly. Um, it isn't as easy for folks to come here and um, take part in our services to stand in front of cameras with bright lights, putting on and taking off masks, listening to worship but not being able to sing along, uh, no warm coffee and pancakes at the door to start the morning. It can feel different. 
and sometimes difficult, but God gives us the strength to be church differently. Uh, we heard from Janice earlier talking about the amazing work that she and the team are doing with facts. It's the same message, but it's a different strategy. And I know from chatting to Janice over the, the past months that she doesn't find it easy or natural to come and stand in front of a camera, but she looks to God and God empowers her. And I know you would all agree uh, that the messages that she's been delivering for us and that she delivers for facts are just amazing because God is, is with her. Now, we do know and understand that it's not wise for some of you to leave home, and that's fine. We don't want anyone to be taking um, risks, but we would definitely encourage those of you um, that can be involved or can come and be part of our congregation here um, to do that. Uh, it can probably feel as if it's slightly easier to slip under the radar at the moment, to sort of switch into um, cruise mode and not be actively engaged in our faith, in our relationship with God, with our community, with our friends, uh, with our family. And my prayer for you um, is that this season will be a season where your faith is enriched and that as we're called to in John 15, that we will allow ourselves to be pruned in order to bear even more fruit, but crucially remaining in, in Jesus. So can I just close this segment by praying for, um, praying for all of us? Father God, I thank you for your promises that if we remain in you, you will be with us, you will strengthen us, you will equip us, you will empower us when we are close to you. And that's my prayer, Lord, for everyone who is in this room this morning, for everyone who is watching, everyone who's listening, everyone who watches this perhaps catching up later in the week, that you will... Help us, Lord, to just stay close to you, to seek you, to spend time with you, to spend time in your word, and to know, Lord, that it is that that it is going to get us through. It is that that's going to empower us to be your church in this world, um, to advance your kingdom, to serve you. So that's my prayer, Lord. You've said you will be close to us if we offer ourselves up to you and if we seek that relationship with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much there, Phil. That's really helpful. Um, I'm going to ask Poe now to come and share with us. So our second goal is growing community. So Poe, over to you. Thanks, Andy. Following on from what Phil has said, one of the things that struck me quite a lot in the period of the lockdown is how much our community has been growing, but you're growing in a different way. If I cast my mind back to how pastoral things have handled within the church, historically it's tended to be vertical. People have talked to a leader, and then maybe they've talked to an elder. And pastoral care has tended to go up and down on that sort of basis. But one thing I've really noticed is that it seems to be working horizontally. A number of times I've made contact with someone, and they've said, oh, so-and-so's popped round to see me. Someone's come around for a chat. Someone's made a phone call. And that's great that the church is actually working that way as well. We've been thinking of each other and caring for each other and reaching out for each other, which is wonderful. It should be how the church is in action. And I would encourage you more and more to do that. And I have a challenge for everybody. If God puts someone in your heart, do something about it. Now, God did this to me the other day. Woke me up in the middle of the night, and someone was on my mind, member of the church. I can't think why God did it. It just did. So I went back to sleep, and I woke up in the morning and thought, 
I'd better do something about that. So I tried to ring them. They didn't answer their phone. So I sent them a text. And a bit later, I got a text saying, I'm fine, thanks very much, but very busy, things are okay. Fine, they're okay, but I just did it and reached out. And I think God will do that to many people. And I've had so many stories where people have said, oh, I was feeling down and somebody rang me and it cheered me up no end. Or someone popped around and we had a chat through the window because I'm not allowed to get face to face with them. And it's made such a difference. So please, if you feel prompted, do something about it. But I have another challenge. And that's okay for us within the church. That's great within the church family where we have established relationships. We want to be part of the community, the community where we live. And so if God puts someone on your heart, reach out. It could be a neighbor. It could be someone you know through work. It could be someone you know through some social event or whatever. But if God speaks to you about them, contact them. Just say, hi, how are you doing? Just do that. Nothing clever. Don't have to go and beat them up with the Bible or throw the gospel at them. Just go and say, hi. How are you doing? And I have another challenge as well. For those of you that are watching, that are not part of our community, but you're out on the edge and you're looking in and God has been working in your life and you're just looking at churches and you're looking at us and thinking, what's this all about? Engage with us. Step in. Become closer to us. And if we can help you or you just want to talk or you just want to make contact, we're here. and We want to do that. So please, we give you all the information about how to get hold of us. Contact us, because we want to grow God's community. That's what it's all about for us. Get in touch. Brilliant. Thank you, Poe. That's great. So we want to grow community. And uh, one thing just to let you know quickly is that we're currently piloting a scheme called Church Online, which will mean that our Sunday morning meeting will be a little bit more interactive there will be a little bit more opportunity for us to be community together whilst we're streaming on YouTube, but at the same time, there's more functionality there for us to engage and to have moments of response for you to ask, reach out and ask for someone to pray for you during the meeting or whatever through the chat function. So we're just piloting and trying to develop that so that we can be community together in our actual meetings online as well. So the third thing that we want to do is build capacity. So we've talked about staying close to God. We've talked about growing community. The third thing is building capacity. And obviously, capacity is primarily about people, you know, building up teams, building up gifting and capacity as people. But it's also about our buildings. It's also about our systems and those sort of things as well. So just quickly then, we're so pleased that we've got a growing team of people who are serving with us. Jesus said, the harvest is ripe. Pray for the Lord to work, to raise up workers for the harvest field. And we're delighted that he has been doing that. So for example, Joshua, Joshua Clark and Anna have now been with us for one year. Uh, there's a picture of them. Kate and I had lunch with them on the day that they arrived from Honiton into uh, Hart District. And it was a year to the day that we had lunch together to celebrate that fact. Uh, and uh, then on the 1st of October, we marked the beginning, the first year of Joshua serving with us on the staff at the Vine Church. And I'm sure you'll agree that he's a wonderful asset, a wonderful blessing. Uh, and behind him, of course, is the real brains and power of the outfit, Anna. She does a brilliant job. And we're so delighted that they're just becoming integrated. We had a review meeting with him recently. He's got exciting plans and, and targets he wants to go for over this coming year. And one of the things that we're excited about is the fact that we also have someone who is going to be serving with us and has just started doing so alongside Joshua. And he's going to be working 
for Joshua, if you like. So if we'd like to just come and quickly say hello, you guys, that would be wonderful. This is our new intern at the Vine Church, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> yes, uh, over the last few weeks with the, uh, the new challenges that come with uh, doing church online and all those kind of things, there's been a, a lot of it would be very useful to have a pair of extra hands. But not only that, Josh has been, his days off, he's come into the church, tinkered around with stuff. He's putting so much time into just helping the church. And we thought we need to have this guy on board. So we've taken Josh on um, for three months as our intern. And he's going to um, manage a lot of our social media uh, stuff, uh, as well as just being a, a helping hand around. So it's great to have you. How are you feeling about those next three months, Josh? Um... Excited! It's going to be fun seeing you every other day. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good to be to be a part of it, and I think to have an overall goal as well is going to be really encouraging for me. Great! So we're excited to, for Josh to get stuck in. Uh, well done, guys! Thank you very much. Wonderful. So we're we're building capacity. We're building teams. And we're also wanting to build our, our capacity in terms of our buildings as well, our, our actual physical buildings. So um, Church Crookham, we actually had a dummy run at Church Crookham Community Centre this week to see whether we could manage to do a service from there with the live stream. And I'm pleased to report that with a few uh, uh, adjustments to the Wi-Fi, we think that we're going to be able to go ahead and do that, which is really exciting. So the plan is that from the 8th of November, we will have a meeting there on the 8th of November. And then we'll have alternate Sundays where one Sunday it'll be there with guests coming in. And then the next Sunday it'll be here at the old school and we'll, we'll alternate through the rest of this year and we'll have a presence and a footprint there in Church Crookham, which we're excited about. So please pray for that. Uh, and uh, then in the new year, let's pray that we're able to roll that out some more so that we're able to be in both places every week. But that that's obviously feels like a long way away at the moment. But that's the next step for us to start meeting there uh, every other week, which will be great. We also know that this building here, the old school, is an important venue for us, for us to develop. And one of our goals was that we would refresh the building here and that we would refurbish the building. We set that goal out about a year ago and then everything has changed. But actually, we still believe it's important that we go ahead and do something about this building. So Post is going to share very briefly about just the fact that we are going to go ahead and do that. Thanks, Post. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, at the moment, this building is currently a studio and it's great for that, but we want to actually use it for the community again and put it back as we want it to be. Now, we've, as Andy said, we had great plans for that and then the world changed. However, we still want to do something with this building, but we're going to do something a little bit different. We've reined our plans back quite slightly because like much of the world, we've realised you don't need the office space that you thought you did. You can do things differently. Um, so there are things we need to do here. There are some things that you just have to do because of the age of the building and to make it usable in the modern world. But there's also a few other tweaks and changes we'd like to make. Um, to do that, we've been doing some costings and working out the project of how we can make it happen. We need £50,000. Now, if you remember back a while ago, we actually started to talk about fundraising and we had a fundraising period. And then the world just changed on us completely. And for many of us, we forgot about it. So a lot of the work has been going on preparing. But I'm pleased to tell you that, thankfully, we've got £25,000 already because of the generosity of you guys. So we need another £25,000. So 
I would just say pray. Pray that God will provide. The history of this church is that God has always provided when we've asked. So we're going to ask him again. We need a further £25,000 and then we can completely uh, revise this building to be suitable for when we can open it up again and have the community back in. Um, we would like to do the work starting in January because one of the things about the building's usage at the moment or lack of usage is that now's the time to actually do work on it to actually get people in and, and modify it for when we do want to open up again. So that's our aim, that's what we'd like to do, but it depends on the funds. So um, we'd just like to pray for that and ask God to bless us and provide for us. And if you were going to give and you didn't for whatever reasons, because you forgot or the world overtook you and it's now different, and you still want to give, we'll give you the details of that. But can you please, if you do make a donation, make it very clear that it is for the building fund because we do want to keep those funds separate to our general income. But thanks for that. That's great, Pope. Thank you. So we're nearly there. We just want to share with you our last exciting uh, goal and priority that we have at this time. So we've mentioned staying close to God, growing community, building capacity, and finally, we want to increase communication. And uh, that includes social media. And so one of the roles for Josh is going to be to develop a social media strategy for us because we've got lots of great content, but we need to get it out there, don't we? We need people to be able to access it from around the world. And I would just say to you also that every one of us is commissioned to invite others. Do you know, if we each shared the link for the Sunday service once before the meeting on a Sunday, that would be 100, 120 people invited to church. I mean, when did that last happen? That's amazing, isn't it? What an amazing opportunity we have to get the word out at this time. And so I'd, we're all commissioned, as we heard from Phil earlier with Gideon, don't say, oh, not me. No, actually, all of us can be commissioned at this time. We also would like to run an uh, alpha online course in the new year. And so our plan is to run an alpha course online and uh, to enable the church to come to that, as well as for us to invite guests to that. We'd also like to do more at Christmas. We'll let, let you know about our plans for Christmas, but we really want to communicate the gospel, the good news to people through words and through actions at Christmas time. And you know, just in general, it's so important that we as a church understand that we need to communicate the love of God to a desperately needy world at this time. And I want to finish with this challenge, really, to us all today. And Phil's just going to help round it out in a minute. But this challenge is this. You know, we're entering a period of extended recession in our world. There is going to be child poverty like we haven't seen. There's going to be families who are struggling, who are already struggling. There is going to be a period of destitution uh, during this time as well. Sorry, what's this, Joshua? Okay. Oh, thank you. Vine Church Podcast. Right. Yes, there is a podcast. He wants me to tell you that there is a podcast out. There is. There is a podcast for all our, our content, which is available. But, uh, you know, it's a period of destitution for people. There is stress that people are going through. There are mental health issues that people are experiencing. There are children who are going to suffer from the fallout of this difficult time as well. 
And so, therefore, we can't solve all the problems. We can't fix everything. We can't just give money and cover every need that there is. But what I would ask us to do is to pray. And to pray that God shows us what each one of us can do to communicate the love of God to a hurting world at this time. Is there something that God would stir us to do? We already have things like the Sunflower Cafe, which has been operating behind the scenes, but we'd love to see that up and running again for dementia sufferers and their carers. We've got our toddler group. Let's pray that it's able to get together again. Mums and dads have nowhere to go at the moment. Just to get, We've got a B group that is happening, but we need to see that. We've got Andrew Cheatham, uh, who is currently training up with CAP Debt Advice, that's going to be a real need. How about a job club? Maybe someone, one of you will get a stirring to start up a, a job club or lunches for the elderly. How about we do that? We would get behind anything that you feel stirred to do as a church. We would want to get behind that, whether it's maybe providing lunches for children during school holidays, whether it's paying for people's coffees at Costa for an afternoon or something just as a gift from the Vine Church. Maybe it would be, you know, support groups are allowed to run at this time. And so therefore, how about a running a support group for those who are depressed? We, there are resources that we can give you that we, so that we could run a group for people who are depressed. There's a Fresh Start Addictions course that would be an option for us to run for people in the community, or, or maybe a community fridge, uh, you know, we're not going to do all of these things, but there, there may be something that you feel faith to get involved with, and we'd invite you to come and speak to us if you want to. Maybe it's just you as an individual praying for one other person, reaching out to one other person, helping one other family, communicating with one of your neighbours. Do you know, it's time for us to be innovative and creative in this time of need, it's an opportunity for us to show the love of God to the world around us. And so I call on us as a church to be Jesus to those in our streets, our communities, and in the world through both action, but also through our words, through preaching the gospel, getting the word out, inviting people to come, and let's ask God to enable us to do that. So I'm going to ask Phil just to share one final comment on this, and then we will draw our meeting to a close. But Phil, thank you if you'd like to do that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think Andy's probably touched on some of this, but uh, the way that we now operate uh, uh, our services and the way that we operate as a church gives us um, unprecedented reach. We've got the ability to get into more people's homes more quickly with a message of truth um, than at probably any time in my lifetime. And I, our view is that our broadcasts, the fact that we are reaching people who perhaps we wouldn't have reached so easily if they'd had to come into um, a building, really we see this as our next church plant. We can be seen anywhere. There's no reason at all why we can't be reaching out into new communities across Heart District and engaging more people online. Um, and as Andy mentioned earlier, also no reason why we can't reach other nations, and we know that we are. We know that there are people overseas already tuning in to watch um, these services. So to coin a, to coin a phrase, uh, it's growth, Jim, but not as we know it. 
Um, we have a clear calling, just to repeat what Andy said. Our calling is to go into the world and make disciples, make followers of Jesus. And we're in this season now of thinking about how we can use our present circumstances to do exactly that, how we can make what we're doing missional. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. I'm going to ask Poe to lead us in prayer as we draw to a close. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for the vision you have given us. I thank you for the way you have worked in our lives. I thank you for the amazing answers to prayer that we have experienced in the last few months. I thank you that whatever we're going through, we're going through it with you. And that's our strength, our hope, our anchor, Lord God. And we just pray for the future, Lord. We have no idea what will happen tomorrow, but whatever happens, we go through it with you. And that's a wonderful, wonderful security. And I pray that that would be real, not just for us in our lives, but for those people who were looking in and just exploring. I just pray that they would find you and find that strength and that truth. And I just ask you to speak to each one of us, Lord God. Prompt us to reach out. Prompt us to just do one little thing. Because by all of us doing one little thing, huge things will happen. We just thank you again and ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.